Welcome back to the X-Wing Guys podcast where we talk all things movies, TV shows, video games, um, comic books, cartoons also. I'm your host, Kyle Belka, and I'm joined as always with my co-host. We got Burt Vest over in the corner. Catchphrase. I haven't figured out a catchphrase yet. He's working on it. He's new. (laughs) We got Tyler, the X-Wing guy. Oh, The X-Wing guy himself, Tyler T. Treadway. Yo! In the other corner. Look at me, everyone. I'm the X-Wing guy. That's his catchphrase that he always says. That I always say every week. Um, This week, we are going to be breaking down the newest DC movie, Blue Beetle, also potentially the the first movie in the DCU. Um, We'll get into that. But first, some news. Let's get into it, yo. So, Obi-Wan came out a while ago, the show Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it should have just been called Kenobi, but it was actually called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I also think it should have been a movie. Yeah. I also think it should have been a better TV show. Um, so, the, the, the lady that directed that, Deborah Chow, um, she's been talking to the Hollywood Reporter. Apparently, Ewan McGregor has been pitching her ideas for season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Here's here's a quote. She says, You always think you're going to end a series like this in some magnificent way, but instead you end up in a parking lot with second unit and hardly anybody there. I don't know what that means. It's always so anticlimactic, but as Ewan and I finished our very last shot on, on second unit and I was... Literally taking off my headphones, he was already pitching me ideas for season two. There's another 10 years with plenty of stories, and I don't think it's off the board. It is a never-say-never situation, but we really did not conceive this to be a limited... We really did conceive this to be a limited series. That makes sense. So there's nothing in development, but it seems like she wants to do it, and Obi-Wan wants to do it. I mean, the other guy. Did they release any of his ideas for season two, or... No. How they wanted to take it. I think she's just he's just talking to her. I really I, like the ending of Kenobi. Yeah, the conversation between Kenobi and Anakin. Yeah. It was like made it worth it for me. I really like the idea of Ewan McGregor just being super stoked about something. He's like, Okay, what if second season there's a really big jump? And he's yeah, like planning all these big action scenes I for Obi Wan. Maybe he didn't get enough action scenes and he wants more. Yeah. Um I could see that. I think my favorite, actually, my favorite part, well, probably my second favorite part, the thing that came from the Kenobi series was an interview, was all the interviews with Obi Wan <laughs> or with Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, just like being bros together. Yeah, that was awesome. It was, it was more heartwarming. Did what would you want to see in a season two of Kenobi? Because so it ended with essentially Darth Vader was defeated Mm -hmm. and then luke and leia were brought back home safe and then he rode off into the sunset Mm -hmm. oh yeah and obi-wan or luke was like 
I just got chased by a lady with a red lightsaber, but... But he never saw the lightsaber. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. So, there would... I don't really think it could pick up right where it left off. There would have to be some... um, Like a time jump a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it would mostly be about Reva. It was kind of like that the first season. I think they're going to... I don't think it would. I think if they do it... Well, I think what they should do... Because... Obi-Wan kind of got his mojo back together, you know, in the last one. Mm-hmm. And so now I think if he was taking more of an active role in, like, protecting Luke, where maybe he's taking down gangs around Tatooine, I think I'd like that. I think there's I a feel like that it. would be kind of a downsize from... Well, you can't... Because he can't meet Darth Vader again. I know. I agree with that. So it's... I think it's going to be a down... It's not going to be as epic a thing that happens but i don't think it needs to be i'd rather just see like a smaller story where you see like and him training with qui-gon i'd like that too yeah just him training with qui-gon and then him helping out moisture farmers farm their moisture (laughs) it's just like (laughs) just a bunch of episodes of him farming water (laughs) (laughs) yeah like just being like a good citizen (laughs) he's just like their plumber or something like that they're like electrician working on all the Big machines. Some of my favorite episodes of Obi-Wan. Uh, there's some noise in the background. It's water pipes. You're going to have to deal this. with it, listener. Um, <laughs> some of my, I think my favorite couple episodes were, were like the first two where he's just kind of going about his day-to-day, just working, cutting open a dead whale in the desert. Yeah. And you just kind of see the monotony of his life. I really like that, just... It's just, so, like, kind of sad. Yeah. It was just, very sad. I hated seeing it, but it made it... It had a lot of weight to it. Yeah. He He's, like, seeing the other workers get beat up or whatever, or just have their they rations off. and stuff. Yeah. He can't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Or they could just have a bunch of episodes where he... Um, maybe, like, Qui-Gon teaches him how to, like, carry on his consciousness through the Force yeah. after death. Kind of like how they did in... Clone Wars with Yoda and Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah sweet. That'd be sick. Or Yoda could teach him. Yeah. I'd rather have Qui-Gon. See more Qui-Gon. Yeah, but then then there's there's gotta be like a like a chain of of masters, you know? Yoda's been training everybody. I think he <laughs> needs to take a break. Yeah, we need to see more Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon does have more experience being dead. That's true. Than Yoda. <laughs> um so I think that'd be sweet. There's a really good Legends book called kenobi and it's just kenobi doing pretty pretty much the same thing except he's just helping out moisture farmers in like this little town with a convenience store it's really good i thought it'd be kind of boring but it's really good what's that one called kenobi just kenobi did you read that i've started reading it i haven't finished it Hmm. um yeah so that'd be sweet um speaking of star wars though there was a trailer for the newest Star Wars movie called The Creator, which is actually not a Star Wars movie, oh. but it looks like it. <laughs> um, so I just saw this one. We went to Blue Beetle. I didn't even know it came out. I thought it looked really sweet. What did you guys think of it? Yeah, it looks sweet. It looks freaking sweet. I loved it. All the droid designs and robot people. That's awesome. I think I, I like that it, it looks like a new take on a lot of what we're seeing with AI Mm-hmm. technology um a lot of a lot of the movies and shows coming out are how we need to stop ai from taking over the world but this is more of like 
It might be okay. It's yeah, like, it might be, nice. be okay. It's like AI isn't like the enemy necessarily. I thought it might have been a sequel to iRobot. Yeah. Because it had similar vibes to that. Mm. Yeah. Just like a couple of decades on. But Except it looks way it cooler than iRobot. And iRobot, I don't know. <laughs> this isn't really <laughs> related, but I do not like that movie. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was sweet. Dude, I haven't I seen it Will for Smith probably... should have a cameo in the creator. As a dead guy? <laughs> it, was like four, it felt like four hours long. But it's so sweet. I don't know. I haven't seen it in like 10 nah, years. No, he, he's going to figure out how to have his consciousness survive, and then he's going to be like the, the, the creator. Yeah. It's Will Smith. That would be kind of sick. So it looks like the story is war between robots and people and then the robots create a robot human person and then he's like a big weapon and then john david washington has to protect him which looks pretty sweet it looks freaking sweet um yeah i'm excited for that i don't know when it comes out but we'll probably talk about it when it does Mm -hmm. Um, uh speaking of star wars movies that aren't actually Star Wars movies. <laughs> we got two. Um, Zack Snyder is um, coming out with a show in De- or a movie in December, Rebel Moon, um, which they're they're really kind of going all out on on this movie, not just the movie itself, um, but they are also um, announcing a video game, Rebel Moon, the video game, mm-hmm. which based off of the trailer for. Or no, we haven't seen the trailer, but it's like from the little that we've seen um, of the making of Rebel Moon, it looks pretty sweet. It kind of gave me Star Wars slash Dune vibes. Yeah, a little bit. There's a lot of Star Warsy movies coming out, dude. It's yeah, epic. Dune Bring this it back, year. Man. Yeah, they stopped making Star Wars movies, so they were like, "All right, now's our chance." Yeah, there's a hole in the market. Yeah, I think this looks sweet. Um, I really like. I don't necessarily love Zack Snyder's storytelling abilities, but his visual style is really cool. Um, so I think, like Batman vs Superman, I don't really like that movie, but every single frame of that movie, you could like put it on a poster because it just looks beautiful. Um, kind of gray. Kind of gray, but also epic. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty epic. Um, we'll probably have more details when the when the trailer comes out, yeah. but. But I think Star Wars with his visual style will be sweet. I hope the story is good, too. Yeah. Um, we also, a little change of gears, we, um, this, nothing here is set in stone, um, so it's not quite news yet, but um, fans have been rallying, so to speak, online, um, trying to advocate for Grant Gustin, um, who played Flash in the Arrowverse, to be Flash in The Batman 2 with Robert Pattinson. Oh, in Ooh. that one? Yeah. Or in the DCU Batman? I think with Probably, Robert know. Pattinson. I think I think it works in Blue Beetle universe. I don't think it works in the Batman universe. Yeah, I, I think the Batman is going to be its own contained universe. I don't think he's going to have other superheroes in there. It, it, could, be, it could be DCU. Um, which yeah, that would make more sense, seeing as he's a lot more of a jovial character. Yeah. And what they've done with the Batman and is a lot. This is a darker. This, this is a tangent, but I think that that they could totally be in the same universe. I think that making Robert Pattinson separate from the DCU is a mistake, because 
did so good. It's so good. And it creates this thing. Like, Marvel movies all have very similar tones. They Like, some are more serious and some are more goofy. But they all have very similar tones. But DC, the DC universe could break away with that if they had the Batman be the first movie in the DCU where you have this super dark Batman that's just like he's just in this world where it's just always dark and rainy and then you contrast that with the other superheroes where he's got like Superman who lives in Metropolis where it's always bright and Superman's like super hopeful and then you just see them become best friends and that's like seeing that contrast but they're still just best friends is the only thing I want, but yeah, they have like the same purpose, happen. but yeah, one's so dark and one's Superman, yeah. happy Superman, hopefully. So that's yeah, I, I think I see amazing. what you're saying with that. I do think that would make for a really good DCU is having contrast like that, yeah. like drastic contrast. Yeah, but with having the, it work together. Yeah, with Grant Gustin, I feel does he has he done things. I think he saves the world once every other season or something like that. Yeah. Probably. So I wonder, I think it would be hard to just make a Flash movie with, like, the CW Flash because he's already so established in this TV show. There's, what, like, seven or eight seasons now? Yeah, I think he's done. I think the show's over, but I think I think they should start over with a new Flash. I think if they're recasting everybody, they should just... What were your guys' thoughts on Grant Gustin, though? Like, would you be disappointed to see mad. him as Flash? I thought he was a really good Flash. I thought he was yeah, really I liked well. him as I Flash. I think it, it would be confusing. I think it'd be good to go a different direction, though, and maybe do like a more, like a more of like a jock Flash, kind of how he is in some cartoons, yeah, and comics. I would like more of a, um. Like a Marvel's Quicksilver, like X Men Quicksilver kind of a Flash character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where he was just really silly, but he was he wasn't like I don't know. I'm 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 judging based off of Grant Gus and Ezra Miller. Um, I want like a balance between them because Grant Gustin's Flash, he wasn't very. He wasn't he wasn't like funny or very like silly at all and I f- I think they tried to depict Ezra Miller's flashes as that. Mm-hmm. I think they went a little too over the line though. Yeah. I would like to see like a mix. What if they went Wally West Flash instead and had Grant Gu- like had what if they had Grant Gustin but they brought in oh but they have a Wally West in that ver- universe. Well, yeah. they could even do a continuation of um like with wally west in the universe of grant gustin's flash mm-hmm. because correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure i remember that wally west once he discovered his powers in the flash he left for like a while i don't know i, I don't know i, I, I watched the it. first two seasons i feel Can i we, could be wrong but i th- i think he because he's like overwhelmed with his new powers and being on, in the shadow of barry allen yeah. and he leaves hmm. and nick a like pick up there and he could be not in star city or not star city that's arrow uh central city central city i think if they i think uh, they'd have to move away from that continuity i think yeah because that that would require because then that would have to the be the 
Grant Gus and Flash. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they're going for a fresh start, that would be really confusing to just throw in. Oh, That's true. This is all in the Flash universe. Yeah. <laughs> But they could just bring the actor over and have him play. Be a new Flash. And It'd then, be like, I mean, I don't know. This isn't really a good metaphor, but it's like if you bring back Tobey Maguire as a new Spider-Man. Yeah, that would be confusing. Yeah. I mean, Grant Gustin isn't like his old, but. Um, I think it would be interesting, though, if they did kind of go Quicksilver in the power level, like marvels or uh, mm-hmm. avengers quicksilver where he's fast but he's not he's not running back in time yeah he's not running back in time or running at the speed of light where it's just like he is fast but yeah he can still i agree because they make it it's hard to have him have people to fight like yeah. in the tv show half the time he'd go in fight someone and punch him a bit and then he'd get knocked over and like knocked out maybe for like a second and they wake back up and be like, oh, they ran away. Like, you're the Flash. <laughs> just go out. Either him. that or he was, it was just himself, like future him. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't find anyone to fight. So I think, I think at least if they, he started out less powerful. Yeah, I agree. I was able to kind of work up to it. But. And I also want to see him going through the learning curve. Mm-hmm. So just cool. already being I really like Wally West Flash, mostly because of the Justice League Unlimited show. Um, yeah. I think Wally West's origin is like in his original origin is he's a super big Flash nerd, so he finds out the Flash formula and then recreates the Flash like accident, oh. which is kind of sweet. Kind of like in Flashpoint flash mm-hmm. i like his um look when he has the red hair though mm-hmm. and the open when he's kid flash and he has the open top and with the red hair coming out yeah like, looks sweet. Looks or what if they made like a branch like when ezra miller changed reality it was like in the dcu it was just like wally west who was in his position instead of Barry the Hunt. whole time yeah kind of like a miles morales kind of a thing where it's supposed to be peter parker but Miles got bit by the spider and kind of changed the canon, you know? I think I'd still like Barry Allen to have the B.A. Flash in the universe. But, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see it where they really go matter with it. doesn't really matter what we think, I guess. As long as it's not <laughs> Ezra Miller. Bring back Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is that all the news? I think that's all the news. Yes. That we know about. That we know about. All right. <laughs> so we watched the Blue Beetle yesterday. Bow, it was bow. fantastic. Or was it? What do the numbers say, Baird? Here are the numbers. Okay, so um, there's actually kind of a lot of controversy um, with, the, with the Blue Beetle, statistically speaking, hmm. um, compared to um, audience reviews. So it got a 77% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So not bad, not super great. Yeah. Um, but as far as critics go, um, it was it was supposed to do um, super well. They thought it was going to be um, it was going to do really well um, and be um, a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. 
um, it was it was projected to make um, so they spent uh, about 107 million um, on production, okay. not including advertising costs. So um, opening weekend, um, opening week, generally they should project to make about 50 percent of um, of production cost. Mm-hmm. So they were projected to make 25 to 32 million dollars, um, and less. then they made 25 million. Ooh. So the low end of what they were supposed to make. Um, so in that sense, it did do. Um, it hit their. It hit their bar. It hit their mark. It wasn't. It was. It should have made at least like fifty million, right? So for just, what they were wanting. Yeah. Um, well, that that's kind of where. According to um, well, they they projected that it would make. Um, up to 32 opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but on average, they should probably make, yeah, about 50 million or 50% of production cost for mm-hmm. um, on uh, on opening week. And they had so, a pretty big marketing push, too. I feel like yeah. I saw a lot of Blue Beetle things. Yeah. yeah so um, with the 100, um, 104, 107 million in, around that area in production, I'm sure it was millions more in. Marketing. And marketing and advertising. Um, so the low end of what they wanted to make, um, and then that was just domestically. So 25, um, 25 million domestically. Um, however, um, due to cust or not cust customer reviews, <laughs> due to um, like fan reviews, um, it was labeled as um, a DC flop. Nice. Um, and they did not have nearly as much foot traffic as they were hoping, as critics were expecting. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first movie in the DCU. It should like it's. It was still started production before James Gunn kind of took over, mm-hmm. but it should have been like really good. Do you think that's what got them there, or allowed it to hit its mark on opening weekend? Was just kind of the. Like this is James Gunn's first. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know I don't if anybody know if knows, knows that. that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if just the anticipation got people there because, I mean, we saw it yesterday and there's nobody. There's like five people. In our theater. It was like three thirty on a weekday, but still, it was yeah. a Tuesday, which means five dollar Tuesday, right. and everybody goes on five dollar. Everyone Tuesday. goes Everybody's on five dollar Tuesday, Tuesday. Usually around three. Yeah. And they were supposed to go at 12. <laughs> yeah, Tyler bought us tickets for 12. And we went at 3.30. And we went at 3.30. <laughs> and we got in. <laughs> so um, so what did you guys... So we'll give our rating and then we'll get into it. Okay, how should we rate this? You're the ratings, man, dude. You always yeah, okay. come up with a good one. Um, how many so sexies? <laughs> George, Le- George, George Lopez, Lopez. saying so sexy. How many out of... 10 sexies from like stink bug to george lopez so sexy where where is it at? i'm putting this one at like uh oh four really yeah it four was out of 10 i was watch i was checking my i don't I'm not, i don't wear a watch but it felt really long by a watch and it just dragged in so many parts the parts where it wasn't focused on jaime it was really boring and 
that was a good chunk of the movie. So I'm giving it a four. Holy so cow. sexy! I didn't think you thought it was that bad. I thought it was really bad. I'm kind of glad you said that because I was thinking of getting a pretty low rating, but I'm like, I feel like you guys didn't hate it as, that, as much. But I'm going to have to second that a four. Holy cow. Um, because of, and we'll get more into it, but um, I had kind of a big problem with um, a lot of the acting um, as well as just a lack of attention to to detail as far as like CGI and just basic writing. <laughs> um, and yeah, kind of going with what you said, I think there was a, there was a lot. I feel like it, it, I mean, it was easy to follow, but things just were happening and changing so much. There was so much in the movie that I don't know if it was to make it seem more intense when it shouldn't have been that intense. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it was a little forced. I am going to give it a six so sexies because I had a, I actually had a lot of fun watching this. <laughs> um, it did. It felt like all the plot points were written and then um, how they get to the plot points was like written at the last part. Cause there's a lot of things that just doesn't, really makes sense and it makes the characters feel like they're not real people mm-hmm. but that made it more fun for me because i was like what is going on yeah um, but yeah i'm gonna get it like a six six and a half because i had fun and i i really liked i actually liked jaime um and yeah i liked it for the most part i like timing too like i can't i can't say that it's a really good movie but i had fun with it you know Mm -hmm. i had fun with it after i knew it was like a joke (laughs) yeah and it was funny but not always what i don't think the writers were intending (laughs) i had like zero expectations going in this i didn't think it was it just looked like a super generic superhero movie from the trailers and so I, i expected it to not be great but i thought i would at least have fun with it but i was so bored in it and usually i'm not bored in movies but i was just nothing interesting really happened in it to me really i for me it was like what a what what dumb thing is gonna happen next (laughs) i just thought it was like you said they had a lot of the plot points written and then they're like we just got to get these characters here somehow it doesn't matter if it defies laws of physics or time like just just get them here, make it happen so yeah. that the plot can move forward. And if, that's why I didn't like it. It felt like an AI wrote it to me. <laughs> oh. I really, there was a lot going on, but it was also a super basic storyline. And the villain was just not exciting at all. And I don't know. I guess we'll get into it. But yeah. Spoilers? Sweet. So, if you want to watch it, go watch it. I had fun with it. I would say this probably isn't even integral to the DC Universe at all, so you can probably skip it. I think there's going to be another one down the line eventually. I think so, too, but I don't think... Anyone's going to watch it? I don't think you need to watch this one to understand anything. I don't think you're going to need it. That's valid. All right, let's get into spoilers. All right, should we go over characters first? Or, or let's go basic storyline. So it's, <laughs> it's this dude that comes in and 
he is trying to get it well well it's it's very like big corporation really nice and happy doing good for the world on the outside but secretly they're trying to make weapons of mass destruction yeah and then um jaime the main character um gets a hold of um the scarab the, the scarab um which is said weapon um that's alien tech um and essentially turns him into Blue Beetle, in which said government entity wants to take back and will do any means necessary to get it. And it's just a battle of of morale and family and family and legacy and giving, like giving, getting, getting revenge and giving back to poor communities, giving into the dark side. Yeah, but then also turning away later on from the dark side yeah yeah um okay so jaime you you liked jaime i liked him i thought he was there's times where he was overreacting though there's there's a scene um i couldn't stop laughing dude it's so funny there's a scene where him and jenny the love interest are talking and then she's like oh my my mom actually died (laughs) and then he just like the camera pans so you can see both of their faces from the side and he turns and faces her and he looks so excited like <laughs> like a dog for some reason like just that like it's like you hold up a treat for a dog and they're just super excited that you have it you know it's yeah. the same exact look <laughs> i could not stop laughing i also love leading up to that because he starts asking about her family and then she's like my mom died and he's like oh i'm so sorry you're like we don't have to talk about he's that. so awkward about it yeah he's like, we don't have to talk about that never mind <laughs> so what was she like (laughs) what did you you just said you were gonna talk about her mom and then he does that face where he's like tell me more about your dead mom i want to know yeah so jaime goes to college comes back he's in a poor family i like the family aspect of this movie just on principle mostly I liked it when Jaime was interacting with them, but they had so many scenes where it's just the family and they're like on their own adventure and it's just not exciting to me at all. It was really boring. It was too unrealistic. Yeah. Like overly unrealistic. Granny's like carrying a probably 100 pound <laughs> minigun at uh, one point. Funny. That looked like like a, a Rubik's Cube that got smashed on the floor. Yeah. I, I think I would have liked that a lot if it wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. I think a lot of these scenes I was like, oh, this is just made for the trailer. Like when he's got the yeah. big anime sword, he does a pose with it. It's like you didn't need to pose with it, but it looked pretty that was kind of sick. He like kicked the kick the blade to flick it up on his shoulder. And meanwhile the bad guy is just watching him do that, just like, oh Well yeah, yeah. it's 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 respect for Well there's that's the, the thing. This it's it felt like a cartoon. Yeah. Like no I've Nobody acted like a real person. Yeah. Everyone was a caricature. Like, I don't know. We can cut this part out if we want to. But everybody, everybody is, like, oppressed. Like, they have one characteristic. Well, not necessarily. But, like, Jaime's family is poor because they're Mexican. And then the white lady or the the bad lady is bad because of the patriarchy because she because of sexism and then um the the other the red beetle guy he's bad because 
well, I guess he's not bad at that, but he's also um, oppressed because he was... Just, he's like an immigrant. Yeah, he was living in Cuba. Um, well, he got taken out of communist Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the white people in this movie are just complete idiots. <laughs> <and> they're just <laughs> jerks to everyone for some reason. And the one white person is redeemed because she's actually from Brazil. Yeah, I think there's there's... <laughs> Yeah, there's three white people in this movie. The main bad lady, a lady at the front desk that calls Jaime Jamie over and over. <laughs> and then another white lady that we find out later is actually from Brazil. So she's okay. And she's and actually nice. And I guess the nice. bad guards, a lot of them. Oh, yeah, the guards. But, but they're not really characters. Really so I don't know. And then, yeah. Oh, and then there's like the servant. Um, to the bad lady Sanchez. Oh yeah, and he turns us. <laughs> he joins Jaime's side because she always calls him Sanchez, and that's not his name. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah, um, I. It was very just kind of just slapped together. I don't think they focused a whole lot on having like realistic character. Like normal Anything. people actions and attitudes, <laughs> yeah. like what like what you mentioned with the front desk lady. He's like, uh, my name's Jaime, and she says Jamie, which is like that could happen. I mean, if you're not yeah. like you know familiar with the culture or something. But if some, if, and then he corrects her like it's Jaime, and she's like, and then she like insists on saying Jamie again, and I'm like, <laughs> nobody does that. It was yeah, it was. They had a lot of unnecessary details like that to make them like seem more oppressed. Yeah, you know, and just these people are like anybody that has money is evil. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. is a front desk lady, so that, she probably doesn't. That's have what I money. said. I was like, "Lady, you're just a receptionist. Why are you a jerk?" <laughs> no offense, to all the receptionists out there. We still need you. But you shouldn't be. A jerk. Just don't be mean. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. We know that most receptionists aren't jerks, which yeah. is why we're confused at this one. Yeah. But I thought Jaime was pretty good, but I didn't think he was like super exciting. Like, yeah, and we didn't. I character. didn't feel like we had very much time with him because I spent so much time on the family. Yeah, I feel like um, Jaime's dad. I think he, as far as acting went, I think he did really good. I think so. Too. Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, other than him, I do think Jaime probably was the best actor yeah, mm-hmm. in the movie. Too. I feel like everyone else. I mean, George Lopez, I think, did really good, but I think his character was just, it was just for comedic relief. Yeah, and he was just being George Lopez pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as acting goes, um, I don't even know how to pronounce the actor's name. Zolo Maridueña. Which one's that? That's Is that his sister? Oh. oh. Yeah, he's the I best one. he did one. really good. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Jenny Cord played by Bruna Marquezine? Is, Marquezine? is she like a TikTok star or something? She looks like she would be a TikTok star. And her acting was really weird. I don't know what was wrong. What did you guys think? <laughs> I thought she was okay, I guess. I I didn't like how kind of forced their relationship was Yeah, mm-hmm. with Jenny and Jaime. I was like... First of all, with um, when she hands the scarab over, I know it's kind of a life or death thing. Yeah. But like she entrusts it to to Jaime, which I feel like would just not happen because she's all like 
um, just all about her father's legacy and redeeming it. And yeah. she, I mean, she had a disguise in a burger box. She probably could have just put it in the trash, you know, and got it later. I don't know. But she just had like an incredible amount of trust from the get go. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know. They just, I feel like they kind of, they didn't accept her for not really good reasons. And then she was just a part of the family. Yeah. Like, it was just, you, you know, should be mining forced. cobalt in third world country <laughs> or something. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, just the whole guilty by association kind of thing didn't really make them look very good either. Yeah. Yeah, I thought her... I don't know if it's just her voice or just how she was acting, but all of her lines just felt like very stilted and like she was just reading them off the paper for the first time. Mm-hmm. At least... At least for the first half of the movie. I think her acting got better as it went on. I know that's probably the, them feeling it that probably doesn't line up with that, but that's how it felt to me. It just felt really awkward at first. Maybe she she had an unplaceable accent. Like, it was American, but it was weird. I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. felt that at all. Yeah, I did. That was, was to throw us off that she was actually Brazilian. So oh, yeah. we, you know, we also were like... <gasps> We can accept her now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, but like uh, when her and Jaime were about to kiss, uh-huh. wasn't that the very, that was the same day that they, well, they had met like. For a couple seconds. For a couple seconds. And then he saw her tom- the, tomorrow, <laughs> the next day, the following day. Mm-hmm. And then all the stuff went down. And that night, it was that night, wasn't it? Um, It might have been the Next Either I, it oh, was so. really fast. Oh, it was that night. It, I'm pretty sure it was that night. The red guy. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, hey, she told you to back off to um, that lady, the main boss lady, and yeah. then she says, thanks, I'll give you a job, and then they kiss, and then the next day, he's like, hey, he can I have that job? And then, <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get into that soon. I have a list of things that just. I thought really funny because I don't really make sense. Yeah, we should set like a section aside just to talk about the ridiculous just scenes. Weird things. Um, and then, yeah, and then she gives him the scarab and she says, "Don't look at the scarab." And then he brought it home, and then his family's like, "Open the box," which I thought was kind of weird. It's yeah. like, why, why? He's trying to get a job, and you guys are trying to ruin it. Anyway, and then he gets the scarab, and then he flies into a bus, and then um, he commits acts of terrorism around the city <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember i don't really remember there's a lot that happened in this movie but i think it was like the next but day. yeah it's gotta be the next day because she shows up and then yeah so either way then because the, after he got the scarab they hadn't met any time in between so yeah. technically the next day they're just as much of strangers and then they have like this intimate moment almost mm-hmm. and i'm like what like that was not the right time at all no one's life was saved no heroic actions were like took place dude they're talking about his dead her dead mom or her dead mom that it was, was super romantic, romantic. it was and romantic <laughs> george lopez walks in the room and he says okay we gotta go and then jaime's like she has a dead mom and I <laughs> her mom's was, dead <laughs> chill dude yeah, I think the comedic relief was interestingly timed. 
Yeah, Very hit or miss times. for me. Yeah. Sometimes it worked pretty well. Yeah. I thought it was most of the time when it worked, it worked because it was just super awkward and it didn't make sense. But I thought it was, I thought it was all right. <laughs> um, what about Susan Sarandon, who played Victoria Cord, the evil lady? She's okay. Like I low hated her acting with my whole heart. It, I don't yeah. know if I was just like tr- being nitpicky. I feel like I wasn't because I didn't really have much expectations. But every time there was something super urgent, she didn't sound very urgent. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though she was trying to vocalize urgency. You know, like, yeah. I don't remember exactly the lines, but say they were like, say the line was like, like, go out, like chase her, you know, she would be like, go chase after her you know it was just very like you like what was that that was not acting whatsoever that was not urgent that was oh, it was terrible yeah and there's a part at the beginning where uh Jaime's sister sees her and she's like oh she's got such a sexy walk but her walk <laughs> is just like the stiffest just like she walks like walk. an old woman yeah. <laughs> she's got like half a limp I was like <laughs> Clearly, Shuffle. she was supposed to be walking really sexily in the in the script, but <laughs> the actor does not know how to walk. Yeah, no, that was so funny when she said that, and you you looked at me in the theater, and you're like, "What was the walk?" <laughs> you're like, I missed it. <laughs> She's just like hobbling along as like a regular person who's slowly like, I don't know, losing bone density in her legs. <laughs> I'm sure she tried her best. <laughs> See, that was another thing. It was just like little uh, um, details. I feel as though there was a severe lack of attention to mm-hmm. um, with, you know, just little things like that. Or um, we it kind of mentioned um, when we were just talking after the movie before, but um, they tried to de- depict um, what was their last name? Like the family, Reyes. the Reyes, the Reyes family as being just super poor, right? They're losing their house. Um, I don't think anyone has a job. I know the parents don't because they They lost lost the shop, shop, right? And no one else works. Yeah. So they don't have any money. They don't have jobs, and they're going to lose the house. And then everyone's got, like, brand-new iPhones. And um, when he turns into Blue Beetle, he he ruins his shoes, which... The way he reacted um, made him seem like they were like collector's item shoes. Yeah. I'm like, you guys have like all this really nice stuff, but somehow you're still super poor. And George Lopez has a super nice truck. Yeah, too. a nice Tacoma that's all decked out. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are not poor. Just sell some Just of your sell stuff. sell the truck <laughs> or anything on the truck. <laughs> sell three of your iPhones and you'll be good. Yeah. So... Yeah, little. Th- um, did you guys notice that though? Like, just yeah, they did not feel poor whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Besides, they said they were losing the house. Yeah, I just tell you they're poor a lot. And they didn't really give a any backstory to. Like it just started with Jaime coming back from college, but I don't know. The, again, it's just kind of the way they made it seem. I was like, did you go to a really prestigious college? Because he studied law. Mm-hmm. So he went to law school, and, I mean, they did make jokes about him being in debt and stuff, so I'm not saying it was, like, paid off, but 
I was, I don't know. It just didn't, things like that didn't line up. Yeah. It's weird. What did you think of this setting? Just the big I, city. I really liked the big city. Yeah, I really liked all the tech stuff. Well, I liked it from far away. Every time you got up close, though, it just looked like a regular kind of city. <laughs> Tyler said that to me in the movies. When it when, first shows the building, he's like, that is definitely a real building. Yeah, <laughs> right after Jaime talked to the secretary, the camera kind of pans up and it shows the ceiling. And I was like, that, it did not look yeah. real, like whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, also, one thing Tyler called... As soon as he sees the dad, he goes, he's definitely going to make it through the whole movie. <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind initially. When he said that, I'm like, oh, no, like it, it could it could probably happen. And then they have the he has a talk with his son like, this is my purpose. You know, this is why I'm here to give you this motivational speech right now. And I'm like, OK, yeah, he's, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I liked that guy a lot. Yeah, he was the. I, I actually he was felt, probably my favorite character. When he died, or when he died, I was actually really sad. Yeah, yeah. I actually really. I think they did pretty good on his death. Um, it seemed very emotional, like with mm. the family. Yeah, when um, his sister just screaming. That was yeah. I don't know. There's a part where George Lopez, his sister, and I think the grandma are all standing next to each other, and then it goes to them. They're like looking at him. And then it, the camera goes away back to the dad, and then it goes back to them, and then they all like start screaming at the same time. It's like I could just see the stage direction going like, okay, look sad, okay, scream. Like it just <laughs> looked very, very staged. Like they're standing in like perfect spots, all next to each other. Yeah. I, don't know, I didn't. I didn't like that. Also, um, George Lopez and um, Jenny. In the movie, because this is right after they were at her mansion, right, in the city, mm-hmm. right? And and then when they see the helicopter go and flying towards their home, and it, the camera is that view, and it's, like, super far away, like, mm-hmm. across the river and everything, you know? Yeah. And then Jaime turns into Blue Beetle and flies over there, right? Yeah. And it's, like, a six-minute scene. And yeah. then... Jenny and what's George Lopez's character's name? Um, Uncle Rudy? Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. So Jenny and Rudy, they're they just show up like they're there. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're not there till like tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. You did not just drive over there and make it for that whole thing. That's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and so they get there right in time for them to be able to mourn his death and i'm like that's that's bull crap because it was like super far away from the camera angle it was like that was probably like a four minute helicopter flight you're not yeah. getting there in a truck with yeah. traffic that's true that's true um and then i guess the only other significant character is the soldier or is there more like the red beetle guy yeah yeah i don't that was whatever his eye, it wasn't in it that much. He gave me like Iron Man whiplash. That's exactly vibes. what I was, was thinking. That? And then he pulls out a whip, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I was right. They don't give him any character until like his very, very last scene. I love that, give, though. You give him his whole backstory. I thought that was awesome because it. I that scene I loved. I love that scene because 
Um, the Blue Beetle, when they're initially being attacked at his home, mm-hmm. is just ready to just annihilate these people. Yeah. And Jamie's like, whoa, no, 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 no. Or like, no Jamie. killing. Yeah, Barrett. Jamie. <laughs> oh, no, you're one of them. You must have money. <laughs> um, this guy's rich. Anyways, um, what was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, <clears throat> um, he was like, no killing. Like, we don't kill. And then um, the Blue Beetle was like, okay, fine, you know. And then, um, then it goes to the scene when they're trying to siphon his code and their wavelengths um, sync, and then he says like they're now they're like symbiotic, you know, mm-hmm. like they're becoming one. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to kill him, and then it's like then the blue beetle won't let him kill because that's not what like Jaime would do. Yeah, and he's going. He's just like has all this grief and anger, and he's acting out without really thinking. And then it shows him just like in a flash, like his past and backstory, and then he has like compassion for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was so sick because it's like you just, I don't know, you just don't know these people when they do bad things. You don't know why. And yeah. it just like hit him like a truck. And then he had it, it was like filled with compassion for him. I thought it was great. I guess that makes me like it a little bit more. But I do kind of wish you knew his backstory earlier on so you could feel more for the character rather than just like the last two seconds yeah of his like life. if they tainted it a little bit like he was a warrior in cuba or something mm-hmm. you know and he did he was a bad person and he you know was like raised to kill and then you find and then you find out yeah. that he was more of like a slave and he was he was forced you know yeah. in in war and things like that and that's why he's did they kill his good. mom is that what happened yeah that, they yeah they blew her up yeah. the cord missiles blew him up. i also like that she's just in the field like she's the CEO <laughs> yeah, of this company, right? <laughs> and she's in in the field right after this missile drops. Then she's right there. She's like, "Yeah, let's go check out the bodies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they see the kid, and there's just no context. She says, "That one will do." Yeah. Like what? I think it's for her super soldier. Uh, I guess yeah. Thing, but maybe she's out there searching for. It, but she's gonna send a guy out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why did they take? Um, I don't know because. In the flashback, they found him when he was just a boy. Mm-hmm. But she also says, like, remember when I found you? Like, you were mangled and almost, de-, you know, because he's missing his arm and a leg. Yeah. So I feel like that didn't really line up. Wasn't he burnt, uh, like, from the explosion or yeah. something? No, because he, like, looked, he was, like, looking back and he tr- was, like, going to run to his mom, but then the core was there and so he was like hiding in a tree or something i think oh hmm. did she just keep sending him out on missions though and then he would lose body parts that that could have been it but i'm pretty sure she said do you remember when i found you yeah i think that's true and you were like mangled and torn and you were like on your deathbed basically and she saved him but then it shows him as a kid seeing core do this to his family yeah i'm like why would you ever have allegiance with them? They had like they had um Tony Stark and what's Wanda vibes? Wait, because he sees the missile and it says Cord Industries on it, and, and <laughs> that's then, exactly what happens. Yeah. That's exactly what happens on Wanda, and then Wanda also joins the enemy side and then comes back to the good side. Holy cow! 
It was AI generated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we've talked about her. What? It's just Mrs. Cord. Um, Victoria is her name in the movie. But her as a villain, what did you guys think of her as a villain? Because I don't even know. Well, were her motivations just money? Well, she it was, was also the s- company because she wasn't because um, the owner of the company. Oh, her grandpa, Mr. Or Cord, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was Jenny's dad. No, wasn't it? Well, so the owner, she and her dad started the company together. That's right. And then That's when right. he died, he gave it he to Ted left Cord. It to oh, and then Ted Cord gave or left only Jenny and like the inheritance or something. I think he just died before he was able to do it, and then so she just automatically kind of assumed that role because oh, then okay. she was in charge of the company. That's right, because then she was advocating like I. Like, we built this company, it belongs to me, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And because he, yeah, he wanted to use the company for good, good. <laughs> essentially. And she's like, no, we could do so much more for it. I also, the thing with that, though, is I don't, they never say how they are able to know of or discover this scarab. No, they just find it in a They're just, big rock. Yeah, they just are mining somewhere. And she's like, it's there. I know it. I can feel it. How? Yeah. You guys have clearly been searching and Dude, mining she's forever. she's awesome, okay? She, she can feel it. I think her look um, and her kind of her like CEO of a big, you know, this corporation, I think she did really well at that. But just as a villain in general, I don't know, I didn't. I wasn't scared of her. Yeah, I wasn't scared. I think her motivation was weak, and she mm-hmm. just she just seemed like a cackling villain, like no real character development at all. She's just evil because she wants more money with this program. Yeah, if you think about it, she's like, I think, too psychotic. Yeah. Because she literally will kill anybody. Yeah. For, to develop weapons, super soldiers. Because she got kicked out of the, co- the company one time. Yeah. Like, you're rich. You're good. What do you need? Yeah. I didn't really she think about that. all the cops to be robots, Kyle. Uh, yeah, Seriously. So. Like, she just wanted to build. Know. I don't know why she wants that. But yeah, why does she care? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I never really thought about that till just now. But she's, like, too insane. Because she's not really going after power either because she's going to sell it to the military. Because she was talking to that military guy at the party. She's like, yeah, it's about ready for you to buy it. So she's not going for power. She just wants money. Which was weird because the suit, like, they already had the suits, like the prototype. Yeah, they could have sold that. Which was darn near unstoppable. Like, you could have just made a bunch. And it connected, like, it was the same technology connected to his nervous system and everything. But they, she just wanted it as powerful as the blue beetle which as far as anyone knows is myth it's legend it's alien you know it doesn't exist yeah also we don't know why the blue beetle chooses jaime and just says oh it chooses (laughs) a host it chooses the poor and the those in poverty yeah i guess he has a good heart so they're he's got a pretty good heart he's got a decent heart he's got a pretty good heart big heart should we go through a list of things that don't make sense? <laughs> the funny I'm scenes. excited. It's going to okay. be a long list. So, first one. And I only wrote down a few, but uh, I'm not I've got one. a couple. I've got a few. So, first one that I was like, 
or I said to Barrett sitting next to me, I said, why is he doing that? Um, it's at the job interview. So he goes into the very professional job interview. He gets called Jamie, sits down on the couch, and then he sees his future boss coming down an elevator. And then he freaks out and chases her. <laughs> like he has no reason to think that she isn't just coming to the interview, even though she's not, which we know because we saw her with the scarab or whatever. Um, but he's just, he's just like, hey, hey, where are you going? She's like down in an elevator. And then, so he sprints down. There's, there's these two escalators. Kyle pointed this out to me. There's these two el- el- escalators kind of crisscrossing each other. Um, and it seems like the exit for both is roughly in the same yeah, position. Yeah, you see these escalators at the mall all the time. They, they, one goes up, one goes down, they yeah, make an they're X. crisscrossing, and they end around the same spot. But he jumps on the one that's going up to get closer to her. Yeah, so he's going <laughs> down the escalator, and where they cross, he hops over to the other side, and then... The escalator's going up, but he's running down, so it just makes him slower, and he has to run past these people. <laughs> it's just like, it looks cool, but what's it the point make of any, him doing it? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Because he has no reason to think that, like, if you're at a job interview and you see your boss, like, walk past you and maybe into another room, you don't chase that, like, she's, <laughs> at, a big, she's at a big corporation, maybe... She just has something real quick to do before the interview. Like the receptionist lady told you to sit down and wait for her. And as soon as he sees her, he like books it. He just starts yelling and taking off after her. It was um, the spidey sense. He knew something was wrong. Okay. Later, um, Jenny, Jaime, and... What? George Lopez. George Lopez. Oh, yeah. Rudy. Rudy. Um, they're in the Blue Beetle cave. And then... Jaime is like, oh, that's kind of like Batman's gadgets, but it's cooler or less cool or something like that, mm-hmm. which also doesn't make sense because if we know that Batman exists in this universe, how does he know what his gadgets look like? Yeah. Unless that he is, has gadgets. Unless this is just like like the 60s version of Batman where he's just like doing press conferences out in the daylight. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But other than that, he shouldn't know what Batman's all about. Yeah. And I got one. The um, the scene where it's uh, Rudy, Jaime, and Jenny at, like, her mansion. Um, and they... Um, or are they still in the cave? I don't... Yeah, they're still in the cave. I think I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Um, and, yeah, he has this freak-out moment, you know, when he comes to this realization that this is his life now, right? He's Blue Beetle, and the only way he can be not Blue Beetle is if he dies, right? And so he has this freak-out moment, and he's like, I need some air. And so he starts to walk away. I'm going to go on a walk. He, yeah. He starts to walk away, and Jenny immediately starts to follow him, but Rudy stops her. <laughs> Rudy stops her and says, I think I know where he's going. And then walks after. There's no time between when Jane, when Jaime left and when Rudy left. Like, I'm like he's like five feet in front of. Yeah, there's no. I think I know where he's going. You can see him. Just follow him out there. Also, you've never been there in the first place, so if he wouldn't have, yeah, how do you know where he's going? And yeah, they're at someone else's house, and he stops the person who lives there, or lived there, and said, "No, I'll find him. 
I think I know where he's going. <laughs> and then it cuts scene to where he's outside, like on the balcony, sitting down. Again, if they were as close as they were when they left the room, he wouldn't have already been outside sitting down and pondering by the time George Lopez. And then Tyler, <laughs> Tyler pointed this out to me in the movie. Uh, well, no, we both just laughed. We looked at each other. We laughed because there's like stairs, door, balcony. Yeah. So he just walks <laughs> up the stairs directly out and sits on the balcony. And then his line when he gets out there and Jaime's sitting on the balcony, he's like, I thought I'd find you here. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like outside? You followed him. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler looks at me. He's like, outside <laughs> you thought you'd find him outside that was so funny because you followed him outside <laughs> someone else's house that you've never been to oh, it was just like again it was super forced like we just need this to happen yeah and there was no time in between and oh my goodness it was so funny then later in the movie um jaime's dad dies and it's really sad and uh his dad's mom or i don't know the grandma um, looks at Jaime and she's like, take the anger that you have in, inside <laughs> of you and use it to turn it into power, turn it into power. <laughs> and I, me, me and Barrett were just, we were just like, turn to the dark side. <laughs> Cause that's the ex- exactly the same thing. And then, well, we do find out later that she was a communist revolutionary so <laughs> yeah. it does make sense Which is no the character. grandma was his mom tells him to. oh his mom yeah tells his him mom that? tells him to take his anger and turn it into power oh well she was raised by that woman so <laughs> yeah <True. laughs> and then um jaime gets captured and kidnapped because they're gonna milk him <laughs> um and then they jenny gets jaime's entire family and then she she's like we gotta find him so they all get in this in the blue beetle um beetle it's super i i really like that design i did not like that design um they're the whole time they're just like okay we gotta go right now we gotta hurry and then um jaime's sister pulls out a spray paint can from out of nowhere and then does this elaborate graffiti on the front of the blue beetle beetle bug thing and it's like detail it's It's like like shading it's got a nice 3D background. And yeah. It's <laughs> I and I don't even know what it says. <laughs> it, it's not that big, and it's also not hers. I assume Jenny was just like, okay, yeah, Why we can take Why are you spray painting on my dad's stuff? We can yeah. take the time so you can spray paint and it wasn't on my like, dad's truck. It wasn't like big enough to really be impactful either. It was just kind of on the nose. And it doesn't zoom in to really show you what it says. <laughs> Well, yeah, and even when we saw for a split second, it's it's some like Spanish slang or yeah. something. Like I don't, and then no one, and it wasn't subtitled or anything. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then later, when she, his sisters, Jaime and his sister are reunited, she says, "Where were you? Why did you leave us?" <laughs> even though she saw him get kidnapped and then went to save him. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's so funny. She's she's just really mad at him for leaving, even though she saw him get drugged away by yeah. massive claw. And I also don't know why George Lopez goes back into there. Yeah. He goes back in. Like they've, I mean, I guess he doesn't know that um, Jaime's escaped, 
but he they like get people out and then he just goes back in with no weapons or anything yeah he's just kind of jogging around (laughs) (laughs) sees Jaime and he's he just says good job I'm gonna go back to the ship that I know how to pilot for some reason also when when he gets when Jaime gets captured he's like in that claw that's electrocuting him and the whole time he's just yelling he's like why are you doing this help me let me out why are you doing this like dude they're the bad guys <laughs> just chill who else is gonna use a big metal claw <laughs> i also liked how it was i thought it was funny um that it was victoria who took the oh wait she didn't take that shot but she was just wait, who's victoria she's the bad lady okay. the evil, um and but she's just in the helicopter and she just like pulls out when they have jenny in there and she pulls out like this uzi or something on jenny oh, yeah. i'm like why do you have that and, she's a bad lady uh, yeah she's just everywhere like she had to be present for all of it also at the end she's like that's that that red beetle guy he's not what's important this phone is important and then at the end, Jenny just smashes it, and she says, all of my plans were on that phone. <laughs> she's not very good at her job. And she's like, give it back to me. And then she breaks it. She's like, why did you do that? <laughs> she's not on your side. Are you can, what's <laughs> what wrong with you? What do you expect? when Jaime is about to get captured, they, like, line each other up for, like, 10 seconds. Like, he could have shot the helicopter down yeah, at any oh time. And he's just sitting there until he gets shot. Especially when he wasn't really in control. Like, he... Th- there's no way he knew all that parkour fighting stuff. That yeah. was the Blue Beetle. That was just the AI knowing what to do. <laughs> and then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Also... I think this is the last thing that came to my mind. Um, but earlier in the thing, when they have to go steal the watch from Cord Industries, um, they go there and they're like, hey, we got to get all, past all these motion detectors. And then um, Rudy is just like, oh, I have this thing that I built in my garage that can do that, which I don't know. I didn't really like it, but it's kind of funny. I was okay with it because he's like this conspiracy theorist guy. That probably, <laughs> yeah. He's like a, what are they called? Apocalypse prep? Doomsday yeah, like prepper. Doomsday prepper. Yeah. It made then, enough sense, yeah. So then their plan to steal it is to jam the computer screens so they can't see the cameras and then walk in and then walk out. And the security guards in there, they're saying, oh, no, my computer's jammed. And then they just sit there and they type on it. And there's like 10 guys in there. Most of them aren't on the computers. Yeah. Like they don't do They don't just look to see what's happening. They just look at the computer scene and they're like, "We can't, we can't, we can't do anything. They're, our computers are broken." Jaime and Jamie just and this is, and Jenny just walk in and out. And know? this is right after the scarab was stolen. Like there was no sense of just a like High alert. higher alert and alarm. Like the there weren't actually physical guards on the premises. <laughs> just, just a bunch of dudes in a room. Like, in a room. Well, we we haven't trained for this. So. Yeah. Um, there was another part that I thought was backpedaling a little bit when um, he first turns into Blue Beetle. And um, when he barely gets the um, the suit and it says, systems check, engage, or, you know. So this it announces that it's going to do a systems check. But the system check... Like, flies him into space, (laughs) 
and then drops him and then stops him right above the water and then blasts him into the, the city, cutting a bus in half, almost knocking over a building, like shattering all these windows in a building. I'm like, what are you checking for? There's no, that's not a systems check. If you do a systems check on your computer, it doesn't just start like hacking government computers, you know? It just tests stuff, you know? Like flaps, check. Uh, boosters, check, you know? Like, yeah. you just got to do that. You don't have to like <laughs> just blast them into the city. I was like, that's, what kind of a system? And then it just brings them right back home. Yeah. I'm like, this is the stupidest systems and check ever. the Blue ever. Beetle is supposedly a sentient being and it just goes right through his family's roof like i feel like you would know that it's you know you probably shouldn't just break people's homes and <laughs> cut buses in half yeah <laughs> dude it's for the trailers that's true that's I for the trailers. there's so many scenes where i just thought that it's just for the trailer. there was also like no real oh you pointed this out too the bus so it gets cut in half lengthwise and then um it's still both sides are still standing perfectly. They don't they're just on each they're on two wheels and it doesn't fall over. And it's, it's just full of people in each half. It's cuz all the people in the bus, they knew what was happening <laughs> and then they situated themselves in order for them uh, to balance the bus. Yeah, and there's nobody in the middle of the seat yeah. like everyone was up against the window yeah just like you sit in real life yeah on a busy city bus a busy i was just waiting bus. for a cutscene to thanos <laughs> perfectly balanced <laughs> that's all things should be <laughs> um also everybody on the bus was actually it was a circus bus oh. so that's why they're all really good at balancing oh that's true that makes sense yeah. that makes sense because none of them have any other acts except balancing tightrope walking yeah probably just Probably. bouncing on buses. Just balance, bus. He balancing. didn't actually. The Did bus is actually meant to cut in half. It's part of the show. Blue Beetle was just lucky that he cut it right down where it normally gets cut. Dude, that's crazy yeah. accuracy. Yeah. There was a scene right after that where the bus driver says, "Well, that was lucky because this is exactly what this bus is designed for, <laughs> because we're in a traveling circus and we drive onto the stage in this bus and it splits in half." Yeah, I remember Blue that Beetles scene. actually was just part of like the mob. That like the dance mob that just took place right in the middle of the city, right when that happened. Like a what are they called? Flash, flash mobs? mobs, dance mob. Dance That's mob. what I meant. A flash mob. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my last thought is the last, um, the part where Blue Beetle's getting milked, and they they say multiple times. Like he's gonna, he's there's a really really good chance that he's gonna die when this is complete. But just like any action movie from the '80s, um, Blue Beetle gets out of that because he believes in himself enough, mm-hmm. and he connects with the the scarab and survives. And I did not like that because like, I didn't either. Because we also learned that when that was happening, because um, when he has the the flash of um the red beetle the red beetle's <laughs> memory or whatever red you know blue beetle. and um the ai and the or whatever says like while while we were connected i downloaded like his memories so 
it was functioning enough to be able to do that, but it was totally power. Like he, once he got out of it, he couldn't power the suit back up. Yeah, I thought about yeah. He couldn't. Sense. He couldn't do anything, but it was also downloading memories while it was they were getting. Yeah, there's there's two times where he succeeds because he believes in himself enough. The the part where he's in the dream and he talks to his dad and he almost dies. And then the last part where his grandma's like, you got to go out there and do this. And so then he's like, okay, I believe in myself now. And then the suit started working. Yeah. It happens twice. I also really didn't like that because I think the message that his dad was giving was, it was a good message, you know, like this is what I'm here for. It's to be here with you and to talk with you. And it's very heartfelt and, you know, it's, you know, makes you feel warm inside, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, this is why you're here. This is like your destiny. Because like you said, it doesn't say why he's chosen. He's just chosen, which doesn't make them really overcome anything. Like they they don't really overcome like their poverty or like their hardships or anything. They just, he becomes a superhero and then Kor ends up paying for all of his stuff. Yeah. Like they don't actually... So what's the message? Like, <laughs> exactly. go find a rich girlfriend that's going to get you out of poverty? Exactly. Like, I think it would have been way more powerful if the family brought themselves out of poverty. You yeah. Know? But. So that was, uh, yeah, along with that. And I didn't feel like any, there was any real character development. Yeah. Especially when he was going to kill the guy. Yeah. He was. And the Blue Beetle made him, like, he stopped him. So he didn't really learn... I don't know, to be a, a good... He didn't learn to be a hero. He was forced to... I, well, I don't know. I kind of like that because it's like, this is who you are. You're not a killer. Yeah, but that's true. You... um, But in like a wave of anger, you're going to do things you're not used to, but Blue Beetle's all cool, so he's able to be like, no, this isn't who we are. So he's like, your conscience basically won't allow you to do Jiminy, this kind of a thing. Jiminy Cricket, Blue Beetle. Same guy. Same thing. Blue Beetle number two. Oh, <laughs> another part actually is when uh, you said last. Sorry, thoughts, I'm dude. sorry. Second, <laughs> this is this is my second to last thought. No, this is your last thought. <laughs> um, I'll edit this in front of the last one that no, I did. Your second last thought. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. Oh, what's the part? Oh, so he he flies to his house. And he lands in front of his family. He's protecting them. And all these guys are shooting, trying to kill his family. And that's when he's, he's blocking them. And Blue Beetle's going to be like, okay, I'm going to engage lethal tactics. And he looks over and he's like, he like unshields <laughs> them a little bit. <laughs> he's like, no, no lethal tactics. We don't kill. I'm like, If somebody's shooting at my family for n- no other reason than to get at me, like I'm not gonna say no. We we want to be careful we with just, this. Yeah, he wouldn't be at that point where he's like, "We're not killers," because he's not a hero. He's just yeah, he's just a guy. It's a day after. And you take any guy and try to kill their family. I mean, they're not gonna, you know. No, yeah. they just bonk him on. And the then head. later on, he's gonna kill that guy. But especially when his dad died. Yeah. And he doesn't just go rage mode. Ridiculous. Yeah, and his grandma's totally a killer. She killed a lot of people with the disco ball gun. Yeah. Were those lethal? 
I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I feel like they were. Leaving. I mean, George Lopez stabs a dude while, while walking all over him with a beetle machine. That's yes. true. That was brutal. And then, oh, I, I guess they don't have any there. qualms against killing. I guess Jaime's the only one. Well, neither did his sister because I'm pretty sure she. I'm trying to think. Did was she operating anything in the blue beetle? Where she like a know. turret or something? I think she laughed at the guy who was stabbed. Yeah, there was an. Jaime was the only one who didn't want to kill but he was also the only one who was like generally gonna like kill a guy maybe that's why he got eyes. the blue beetle because he was the only one that wouldn't but kill. the blue beetle was all about killing at first that's so true. that doesn't, yeah, really that make, doesn't make sense, sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh i did like the ted cord stuff though because it seems like he's like like a superhero from the 60s even though he's not from the 60s but he mm-hmm. just seemed like yeah a cheesy, like the old suits and stuff yeah that was cool um Post credit scene, Ted Cord. Oh uh, yeah, post credit scene. If you didn't see it, it's like a screen in the Beetle Cave, and it's just Ted Cord being like, "Hey Jenny, your dad's alive. Sorry." Yeah, but no one actually. Not got in the that message. order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody got the event. Jenny, your dad's alive. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Dang a it. second one where there's an animated or like a claymation stop motion cartoon yeah that was kind of unsettling and then george lopez goes that was sexy at the end and he has like yeah his catchphrase throughout the movie is ah that's sexy (laughs) and then he says it's like a kid's cartoon at the very end and there's a kid in the cartoon (laughs) and it's a kid's cartoon and he's (laughs) like oh that's sexy and it, it took like six minutes to get there yeah pretty awesome really worth it it was really funny if you know Spanish. Barrett knows Spanish. Was it really funny? Uh, I don't know that much Spanish. He knows that. He much knows Spanish. that much. Spanish. I did. I did catch that because they had subtitles for most of the Spanish they spoke, but there was one scene where they just started like insulting each other and like cussing each other, and it didn't have any of the subtitles. <laughs> they were just like swearing at each other in Spanish, and it never said anything. There was also a lot of phrases that they said. Um, and the subtitles wasn't the whole thing. Yeah, I noticed that too. You know, like the grandma in Spanish would say like, come here, listen to me, like everyone gather. And it would just say like, listen Yeah. in the subtitles. I'm like, there's no weight to that. Like, I don't know who your target audience is, but it's not, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's yeah. only bilingual. But I don't know. I don't think you needed it. I think you got the the gist. Yeah, of it. no, you definitely didn't need it. But it is weird. I don't know who. I don't know how. I don't know who does subtitles. Is that just like yeah. AI? Probably. All right. Well, so we all loved this movie, and it's the best movie, and you should watch it. It's a great start to the DCU. As in, it can only get better from here. <laughs> I was really hoping it would be better because it's the new DCU. And Blue Beetle's a great character, but I don't think he's they, like the Peter Parker. Yeah, he could have been. Yeah. yeah, I did like it though, like um, the characterization of the Blue Beetle. I also loved the suit. Yeah, yeah the suit was really good. sick. Yeah. So, but everything else ever. not so sick. Sweet. Uh, should we get into consume? Consume. What have you been consuming, Cal? Um, so last week I watched the Avengers and this week I watched, I guess it was last week I watched. Anyway, at some point in time I watched the Avengers and then I watched Avengers Age of Ultron 
after that. Nice. And I think that movie slaps way harder than The Avengers. Because The Avengers is very bland. The, the Avengers is very bland. And I always thought Avengers Age of Ultron was just The Avengers, but like slightly better. But I think it's not really the same storyline at all. And everybody has their own different story arc. I think um, The Avengers... I lost my train of thought. Avengers Age of Ultron has a really good storyline. Oh, only like the final act is pretty much the same. It's like the same. They fight just a Fighting bunch gray of... robots. Yeah, a bunch of drones that they can just easily deal with. But I think other than that, it's better than the Avengers in every single way. And nice. I think all the characterization of everyone was better. And and if they felt... I mean, obviously the Avengers... It, I mean, I'm, a, I'm reviewing a really old movies, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no we're with you <laughs> the Avengers obviously they're not a team because they're all meeting each other but it just never really I didn't really like their dynamic that they had together but in this new one they all seem like friends and they have a good dynamic together and I thought it worked really good yeah I watched Age of Ultron not too long ago and it's such a good movie yeah. I love Age of Ultron I think it's really good you don't like it huh you yeah, don't like it, it? I I think I watched it too many times, and oh. it got bland. I get that. And it's very, I don't know, just, like, it is, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again, but I don't I don't like it at okay. the moment. Crazy. That was amazing. Mostly because of all the final scene where they're just doing whatever. I hate it when they do that. Just, you know, just saving a floating <laughs> floating island that's pretty sti- pretty typical you know what i mean <laughs> happens in most movies these days been there done that i do like that there's a big emphasis on them wanting to save everybody yeah i didn't like I also that like that's that another they thing actually i didn't don't... like sorry i totally oh it's okay i was just saying i didn't like how they wanted to save people's lives oh, <laughs> that's nice. another reason i don't like that i think movie. you never mind i'm not that. sorry <laughs> <laughs> um i one thing I really appreciated in that movie is how, like, they kind of failed. They succeeded, but at a really big cost. Like, they still dropped the city yeah. on and I think probably killed a significant amount of people. And so, like, they did what they could to save everyone, but I think it developed Tony Stark's character a lot because, I mean, it was kind of his fault. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, going into Civil War that's what his motivation was right because right. he met a mom of a son that died there yeah right that she, movie also made me like tony stark a lot less i don't really like tony stark that much but that movie made me like him a lot less movie made me like him a lot more it's, it's civil wait war are you talking or? about civil war no ultron huh oh i like the scene where he's in the hulk smasher armor nice i i agree what you're saying is with tony stark but I like him a lot more with that coupled with Civil War because it makes him, it just makes him seem just very human. Cause it's like, I'm just, I'm a genius. I have all this tech. I have all this money. I can do whatever I want. And then he realizes like he can't or he shouldn't, you know? With great power yeah. comes Like it makes, great it, it makes him understand like, hey, I, I can do all these things. And there's people like me who can do all these things and who are world weapons. And we shouldn't just be left to our own devices, you know, all the time. 
Yeah, I have thoughts on Civil War too, but that's we for another get day. Into that's for another, another day. day. Barrett, what have um, you been consuming? I've actually been consuming a lot. Um, I've watched a lot of movies. Um, I watched. Uh, oh, I watched the new Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Dude, oh my gosh, <laughs> pretty mid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. Um, you guys haven't seen it, right? No. no, the trailer looked pretty cool, though. I know. I was really excited for it. I was also really excited about how they used more of the um, like old cartoon versions of the Transformers and Optimus Prime, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was very... It was pretty much exactly like all the... Like the plot of all the other Transformer movies. Nice. You know, it's... The Cube. Yeah, they're... Homeworld was destroyed, and there's this um, angry, like, planet-sized entity who needs to eat worlds to survive. Is that like Galvatron or something? Yeah. Unicron? Unicron. Unicron. And so they have to make that not happen. I don't know. And also, Optimus Prime was kind of... He wasn't very good. He wasn't very motivational. He was actually kind of stupid. And in the movie, Optimus Primal was the wise one. Was yeah. that the gorilla? Yeah. Nice. He was Classic. named after Optimus Prime because he was a wise and strong warrior during the battle of their hometown, their home planet. Their yeah. hometown. But then when we see him on Earth, um, they've been in hiding for like decades. And then he's just like, he's just, I don't know. He's kind of mean and he doesn't he's everyone wants to like go save the world and protect the humans but him. Like he doesn't want any interaction with any humans whatsoever. Is it supposed to be like that? Like that's his character or does it seem like he's well, supposed to be wise but they just don't really portray it? I'm just kind of going off of what I mean we've seen Opt- who Optimus Prime is and his character in past um Transformer movies. Um, and I don't, it just seems like everyone's on board and has like compassion and wants to save the planet and stuff, but him, he's like, no, I just, I don't care about the humans. I just want to go home. I just want to hang out with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you, mom. I just want to skateboards. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it was all, it was all right. Um, wouldn't really recommend. It didn't really leave anything open for any, like. Dude, that sounds also awesome. the main character um turns into like a robot or he gets like his robot um mirage dies but he also like he like touches him and then all of his not all of his but like his car parts robotic parts go onto him and he makes like a super suit was it like it was like you nailed that Transformers sound. I know. Dude, I learned from Tyler. Dude, Tyler's good. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. So, yeah. um, I also... um, I don't spend a lot of time on this, but I watched the new Netflix um, show, the Johnny Depp vs. Amber Heard trial. Oh, really? Yeah, have you... I saw a trailer for it. Do you know that they put that on Netflix? I saw a trailer for it, but... Yeah, they kind of... They collected... Um, just significant parts of the trial and they put it on Netflix and 
it just it's basically just an amber heard bash nice you know <laughs> and um i don't know it was really funny but it made me want to watch all the pirates of the caribbean like, movies again that sounds you know, awesome because team depth so thank you yeah. justice for johnny um so i watched um the first pirates of the caribbean it's such a good movie it was so it's so good so sweet um that's a classic that's that a classic i've been consuming um rangers apprentice more rangers apprentice yo it's pretty good um last time we talked about it kyle was like is he on drugs and he was on drugs nice but since then i've finished two books so so he's no longer on drugs he's no longer on drugs or is he that we know about he is a young man um and then i also started reading aragon again and nice. I love that book with all of my heart. I love that movie with all my heart. Dude, that's such a such a good adaptation. Yeah, just such a good adaptation. <laughs> I love that. Taking four massive books and then putting them into and one Meshing movie. them into like an hour and a half. It's perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Saves you so much time. Saves you so much time and detail and, and... Character development. Heart. So, don't watch the movie. Um, there's a new book in that series coming out in November called really? Murtag. And I'm really excited for it, so I want to read all of them. Oh, another thing. This isn't what I've been consuming, but kind of related to that is the uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians trailer came out this week. Oh, really? It's just like a short 30-second thing. Um, but I'm super hyped for that. That'll be cool. So Just like, like the Percy Jackson movies are just flawless. Yeah, the, <laughs> Percy Jackson and Aragon, they're up, both up there as best and like, adaptations. Avatar, The Last Airbender... It's also, fantastic. I realize I actually like Aragon and I actually like the last Airbender movie. But I haven't seen it since I've seen the cartoon, so Wait, is the um Percy Jackson and the Olympian supposed to be a sequel? No, they're starting over. Okay. They're gonna do it right. So they've got They're gonna not do it right. Did you read the books? No. Oh, okay. Well Nerd. why would I read the books when I can just watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the 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 movie is like completely different than the books, but this TV show, it's going to be each season is going to be a book, kind of like the new Harry Potter show. Um, and they've got like a 12-year-old to play Percy and those guys. So the act, the act, the cast is pretty good, I hope. Um, but I also read that first book recently and it's kind of, not as good as I remember it when I was 12 because it's it follows a formula where they go to a place they meet a nice human and they're like oh what a nice human and then that human turns out to be a monster and then they kill it and then they leave and that happens like 10 times and then the book is over so but I think in a TV form it'll be pretty good so it's like Scooby-Doo it's basically Scooby-Doo that was pretty cool um, I do like Scooby-Doo Okay. And the gang. <laughs> Scooby Doo versus Batman. That's a good. I guess it's uh, not it should have been in our, our, our bracket. <laughs> Scooby Doo and Shaggy should have been our. our dude, Shaggy was in there. It's over. There's yeah, nothing dude. we can do. Um, did you have more consume? I kind of interrupted your consume. I don't really I'm remember. I'm sorry. I watched Moneyball. That's a good movie. Oh, that movie slaps. So that's what I've been consuming. Nice. Well. Um, 
We y- did it. You can reach us collectively. Across the table. No, that we're sitting they in. can't probably. Not me. I'm on the other end. Yeah. Well, mm. if, I, if I go away from my mic, then I can reach Barrett. But um, I can reach Tyler's shoulder very easily. That gives you a little bit of idea of our setup. Yeah, I'm at the head of the table, essentially. He's so. at the bottom of the table, me and Tyler at the top. Um, yeah. There is the butthole of make the any podcast. Of two, that means you guys are the armpits, because you're not actually at the top. You're in the corners. We're the butthole and armpits of this podcast. <laughs> you guys are the head and the body. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Can reach us at Thanksman Guys at, on Instagram. Um, and let us know what you think of Blue Beetle. Comment on the post that we're going to post about Blue Beetle, the podcast that we're doing. And let us know what you're consuming so we can consume it. And do we have a winner, Barrett? Oh, we we do have a winner. Do we put up a poll? Yes. Yeah. So this is going off of our... um, I should have put this at the top of the episode. I forgot until just (laughs) Um, so last episode we, um, made a bracket with, um, Batman's rogue gallery and who is the strongest warrior in the set of eight supervillains that we chose. Right. So it came down to, um, the finalists being Deadshot and Killer Croc and the winner by popular vote was... (laughs) Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I feel like Kyle's nervous. It's I'm dead nervous. shot. Are you nervous? He um, shot him right in the head. Killer Croc. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Barrett just did a good joke where he pointed at Tyler and then said Killer Croc. So I thought I lost, but I uh. won. Well, I didn't win. I'm, I'm not gonna take it on me. It was Killer Croc. He did all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Literally. Did we decide Killer Croc? It was can beat the Red Hood. No, um, he he was on your team, so he wouldn't. Have no, gone. Red Hood and Deadshot faced each other. Oh, okay. I think. Huh. I don't remember. What well, doesn't matter? Killer Croc's top dog, top Croc. I guess so. Top croc. All right. Well, catch us next week. We're gonna be talking about. Just can't know what we're talking about yet. <laughs> we're gonna be should talking about s- something awesome. Should, should that be our Civil War debate? <laughs> Topical. Well, yeah, maybe. That could are we, no, are wanna, we ready wanna, to destroy our friendship? For I'm, ready, like I'm probably gonna watch Civil War this week. I so. wanna, I wanna watch, I wanna watch Ahsoka. Oh, we should watch. Oh, Ahsoka. Of course Is it one season a week or one episode a week? I think they just released one and two, and then it's gonna be one episode a week. After okay, that. but I wanna, I wanna talk about that. Yeah, it's like part one and part two that they've released. I think uh, wasn't it? Part, well, well, I don't know. It's just two episodes. Like they released two episodes. As of X-wing guys, we know everything about everything. So. We know. Especially Star Wars, because that's our name of our thing. Yeah. So we know that it's part one or part two. But Soka's probably never... episodes. <laughs> Soka's probably never flown an X-Wing, so we don't know anything about that. Yeah, I wish I, I she could, though, like, for Actually, sure. Actually, she probably has. She's, she was in she the war. She probably fought, sh- flown an A-Wing, didn't she? In the for Ahsoka? A for Ahsoka? Yeah. No, in the Clone Wars. I don't know. A-Wing is a... I'm I'm pretty sure she flies a bomber, like a white bomber in Clone Wars. And she's probably she's probably flown an A Wing in Rebels. Let's talk about that next week, whether or not Ahsoka has flown different vehicles. Um but you'll (laughs) catch us next week. (laughs) Sounds so tired. (laughs) 
Oh, whatever, guys. We'll just, we'll just talk about it next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends about us and tell tell yourself to keep listening, please. And have if a great week. Peace.